Thank you, Brother Goff. Y'all can be seated. Hallelujah. Made a difference in Brother Goff's life. That's right. That's what I was waiting for, the clarification. Good or bad? I, I think we can lean in on the bad, I think. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's good to be in church. Good to have each and every one of you here. It's good to have is it Cameron and Ethan. Is that you guys? Glad you're here. I have to apologize to you guys. You need to come back Tuesday when uh, pastor's back. You, you, you came on a night when there was the cheap bologna sandwiches being served. And you come Tuesday when the steak's getting laid out there. So sorry about that, but that's just the way the cookie crumbled. But and the rest of you, you know it's, it's baloney time. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Well, I appreciate what God's doing. said, I appreciate what God's doing. Hallelujah. He's doing great things. He is doing great things. Thank you, Lord. You know, there's... Not a more lonely feeling than being in a room full of people and feeling alone. You look around, see all the people, and there you are by yourself. There's no more lonely feeling. I've been there. You, you listen to conversations and you want to be a part of it, Brother Goff, but you just don't, it just don't work. Don't fit. And tonight, I just tried to get out of this every way uh, on, from Sunday. That was a saying we used to say when I was a kid. But I, I guess I just want to give it to you. And I want to talk a little bit about that because, you see, we've been in revival for, what, nine weeks? Is it not, has it been nine weeks or are we going into nine weeks? Okay, well, we'll say nine weeks. We're going into ten. How about that? How you like me now? And the Lord gave me this scripture here and he showed me something in this scripture that I had not really ever seen before. Which don't take a whole lot because I'm, I'm not, not the sharpest knife in the drawer. But as I got the realization of that, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and he said, In the midst of revival, you have someone amongst the stuff. It feels alone. So with the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, I just want to obey Him and give you what He's given me. If you would all turn with me tonight to Genesis chapter 2. 
I want to read verses 15 through 18. Brother Chad Johnson, you did a fantastic job this morning, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Genesis chapter 2, verses 15 through 18. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou shalt eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make a helpmeet for him. Just want to draw your attention to Genesis chapter 2, verse 18 again, and what the Lord said. It is not good that the man should be alone. That the man should be alone. I don't have a title. All I got is a message. So let's all pray, Lord, we thank you. For all that you've done here tonight, Lord, we're asking you, God, that your will be done, that your anointing come down in this place here tonight, that you'd minister to us in this place, Lord, I pray. Help me to step out of the way and let you use this vessel as you see fit. God, asking you bind us together in this house here tonight, Lord. And God, we're asking you in your name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus, that name that is above every name, that name that is above every name. That name that is above every name. That name, that name, that name that is above every name. In Jesus' name. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Genesis chapter 2 again, verse 18. The Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. And I know he went ahead and said, and I will make a help meet for him. But as I read that, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and he's, he kind of gave me a, a different perspective of that scripture, Brother Goff. <clears throat> and it has to do with our adversary that we have dealings with every once in a while. And he knows the word more than we do. And I can't help but feel like his ears perked up when he heard the Lord say this. It's not good for man to be alone. Hmm. It's not good for man to be alone. And I believe he put that down in his notebook. said, I'll remember that. You see, here was Adam in a sinless state. In the midst of the Garden of Eden, walking with God. And still God said, it is not good for man to be alone. The Hebrew definition of alone here is bad. B-A-D. And it properly, it means properly separation. By implication, a part of the body or a branch of a tree. Alone. Man, it's not good for man to be alone. It's not good for man to be separated 
It's not good for man to be separated from the body or the branch. And by the help of the Lord, I just wanna I just wanna talk to you tonight. I just wanna I just wanna try to obey the Holy Ghost here tonight. But so often, so oftentimes situations arise when we deal with people. We're just people, that's what we are. And we have personalities and we have likes and we have dislikes, and they're different. Thank the Lord. Man. I wouldn't want everybody to be like me. Thank you, brother. But no, we all have our different. That's what makes life special. That's what makes life fun. But the devil can get in the details, Brother Hilton. And at times, if we're not careful and, and we, we kind of might get a little tired, a little weary at times, and we might have a have a situation that would arise with, with a co-worker or, or, or somebody in the church and all of a sudden the whole perspective changes. Can I ask you tonight when that happens, and I know it's happened to everyone, is, that, is everybody with me here tonight? Has that happened to you or am I the only one here? Has there been the time, sis, when you just, you walk in here and, I don't want to be here. I'm just being honest, man. I'm being transparent. I'm just being Brother Nelson. That's all I know. We walk in the door, and you, and you got something in your mind, and you're coming in here, and you walk through there, and the devil gets in the details, sister, and he starts to paint a picture that ain't real, but it feels real. What's the reaction that you want to do? What you want to do when that happens? I know me. I want to withdraw from you. All right. Okay. Be that way. Okay. I'll just go over here in the corner. Mind my own business. Uh, I don't need to mess around with any of you guys. I'll just be by myself. The separation. Webster's defines alone this way. It says having no one else present on one's own and separated from others. And I believe that the devil likes to get us separated because of that separation from the body. Eventually, it will separate you from the branch. Because it goes on long enough and if you don't deal with it, if you don't fight against it, if you don't take care of it, before you know it, you're not hearing the preached word of God. You can't, you can't get what you need from the word of God. Paul, in his letter to the Corinthians, referred to the church as a body. And in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, he says, For as the body is one, for as the body is one, for as the body 
is one. And hath many members. And all the members of that one body, being many, are one body. So also is Christ. One body with many members. One body with many members. For by one spirit we are all baptized into one body. Whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, whether we all be made to drink of unto one spirit, for the body is not one member, but many. The body, he refers to it as a body. Can I ask you tonight, when you separate yourself, when those times come and you separate yourself from the body, how can you get your nutrients? How can you receive what you need? It would be just as crazy for me to, to take off a part of my body for the Kaiser because that finger really getting on my nerves, man. I'm going to cut that thing off and I'll deal with you. What would happen to my finger? It would die. And see, Paul was trying to reach us and help us to understand that it is essential for us to be together. That's why when the Lord said it's not good for man to be alone, the adversary said, mm, that's, that's good. I'm going to use that. Because he knows it's not something that just happens overnight. It's a process. I said it's a process. Coming to church day in, day out. Frustrations mount up. That's why pre-server's prayer is so essential. Hello? That's why pre-service prayer is so essential. It's not because I walk in, hey, pastor, hey, 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 hey. Here I am. I'm on time for pre-service prayer. All the rest of you latecomers, I'm on pastor's A-list and you all on B. There go again, separation. He don't care what it is. He'll use anything. Pre-service prayer is the time where I get the junk off of me. I get my mind set right. Get my thinking right. Get my perspective right, brother. Not just with him, but with you all. Because we're fixing to have church. Fixing to have song service. And if I'm over here by myself and I'm separated from you guys and you all having church, pretty soon I'm going to start to wither. I don't feel like I belong. And you know who? You know who? 
That's right. You don't, you don't belong, see. You don't belong, see. You know, probably best if you just go ahead and just, you know, Tuesday night really ain't that important anyway because it's just Bible study, so you might as well just go ahead and stay home. You know, because everybody, everybody don't really want you there anyway. Liar. It is not good. It is not good. It is not good for man to be alone. It is not good for man to be alone. It's not good for man to be separated. It's been God's design that we not be alone from the very beginning. Can I say it again? It's been His design from the very beginning. So for us to think that we know better than He and how to conduct ourselves when it comes to our relationship with the body, we're fooling ourselves. That's why the Bible says, Lean not unto thine own understanding, but in all thy ways acknowledge Him, and He, and He will direct my paths. I don't know where I'm going, but He does. I was just saying that reminded me of a conversation that I had with Chris, our painter. He had, oh, he had a bad situation come up in his life. And he, he come up to me one day. We were looking at a painting, paint job for him. And he came up to me afterwards. We were getting ready to leave. And he, he just started opening up. And he said, uh, I'm not handling this very well. The situation. I said, oh yeah? He goes, yeah. Kind of mad at God about it. I said, oh really? He said, yeah. Hmm. I said, uh, you ever read the book of Job? I don't remember. I said, you need to read the book of Job. And I'm telling you, Holy Ghost will give you words to say, brother. He'll give you words to say. Because I, you know, there ain't much up here. So he's got to put something in it. And I turned and looked at him. I said, Chris, I said, when you get on a bus, you don't go up and tell the bus driver where to go. You just get in there, you sit in the seat, and you let the bus driver drive this thing. And man, it was like a light came on in Chris's eyes. And that's been... Four weeks ago, brother? Chris still comes up to me and he goes, I'm still letting him drive the bus. I'm talking to somebody here tonight. Don't, don't, don't withdraw. Don't, don't, don't withdraw. Can I ask you when Eve was tempted, who was with her? Mm-mm. She was alone. It's those times, you see, you get by yourself, you get told some things. We already talked about it a little earlier, but you get told some things that ain't true. And you got to understand that the devil is the accuser of the brethren. Yeah. 
He'll, he'll, he'll put some stuff in you, man. He'll put things in your mind. If you let him, he's an accuser of the brethren. You sit there and you see Brother Nelson lead songs. You're like, why does he act like that? Why is he, you know, I'm not saying you guys do that. I'm not saying that at all, but I'm just using that for example. But why does he act that way? You know, he doesn't really need to act that way. That's craziness. But we won't get into all of that. But I'm just telling you, those things happen. Put things in your mind. Be just as crazy as, as the big toe being told, you know what, we don't like you. You know, this body, it don't like you. Won't you just leave? Or asking, hey, did you see how the eye looked at you? Did you see how it was looking at you? They don't like you. That would be just as crazy. But we need, we need, we need each other. We are the body of Christ. One body and many members. Heard a story about two orphanages in China. <clears throat> the one orphanage, they had the staff that could be able to interact with the babies that were there in the orphanage. They could go every once in a while, you know, pick the kids up and hold them and, and feed them and spend time with them. But the other orphanage did not have the staff to be able to accommodate that. So the babies were just left in their cribs. They were fed, but they were never held. They never had interaction with, with any of the staff because they just didn't have the staff to, to do it. And a gentleman heard about this and he wanted to do a study so he watched how the two different babies in the different uh, orphanages reacted. And can I tell you the ones that were in the orphanage that had the staff to feed them and spend time with them, they grew and they flourished and they, they became normal babies but the babies that were in the orphanage that didn't have the staff a lot of them died died they had food they had what they thought they needed to survive but that interaction brother Hilton was so vital and that is the way it is in the church that's why I'm telling I'm trying to reach somebody here tonight to let you to know don't isolate yourself. Fight against that temptation to get withdrawn into your own corner and hide away and say, I'm not, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to be a part of that. No, get in there and fight for all your worth and get yourself to the house of God and sit on the pew and say, Devil, I'm not buying your, your goods today. Oh, Jesus. Let's all lift our hands to Him. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Ecclesiastes 4 and 9, New Living Translation, says it like this. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. Did you catch that? Two are better than one because they can help 
each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated. Let me say that again. A person standing alone, standing alone, standing alone can be attacked and defeated. But two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better. For a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Oh God. I'm telling you, church, we need each other. And we're fixing to get ourselves back in revival, Brother Goff. And I can't help but feel like we all need we all we need all hands on deck. And I feel like the Holy Ghost kind of stopped things down, slowed it down a little bit here tonight just to just to help some few catch up. Say, hey, you're still a member of the body, you're still part of the body. Oh, yes, you are. Woo! I said you're a part of the body. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 15 and 16. But speaking the truth in love may grow up into him in all things which is the head, even Christ, for whom the whole body fitly, fitly joined together or joined closely together and compacted by that which every joint supplieth according to the effectual did you catch that every joint supplieth did you catch that every joint supplieth we have miles and miles of veins running through our body that's carrying oxygen and nutrients and and that's where my PhD ends But you get a blood clot, you got problems. You got a visit to the emergency room. By that which every joint supplieth. That's why he said that there be no schism in the body. There be no division, no schism, no, no, no blood clots in the body. Come on. Come on, if you got to, go to somebody and say, hey, look, look, like I, I kind of, Brother Goff, I feel like there, maybe there's something between us. Are we okay? Yes, sir. So that way you can clear the air. Don't sit there and fester with us. Oh, ain't nothing big. Ain't nothing big because before long it will be big. If it's concerning you then, you need to take care of it then. There's $100 for you. If it concerns you then, take care of it then. Don't drive home. Did they really mean that? How are you going to take? I guess you get on your phone. But by that time, you're already rationalizing the fact that you don't really need to deal with it. So then the next time you come to church, guess what? When you walk through that front door, I see Brother Goff, I'm like, 
cut us a wide swath around here. And the, and the bad thing about it is, brother, the whole body suffers. The whole body suffers. When that blood clot happens, it just doesn't affect that one vein. It affects the whole body. It shuts you down. Your progress is done until that is taken care of. I remember when my dad was being treated for his cancer. And they, did not under, they didn't realize that the, that the treatment that they gave him would cause blood clots. And before they knew it, he was in bad shape. To the place where they ended up having to put, ah, here we go, PhD again. Bear with me. It was like an umbrella in the vein, whatever that was. And it's going to sift the, whatever that is. Okay. You people higher grade than me. But he had to have it done because if it didn't, those blood clots were fixing the head to his lungs. And if it got to his lungs, he was done. Deal with it. Take care of that situation. Don't let it fester. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, New Living Translation says, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another. Hey, 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 encourage one another. Especially now, the day of his returning is drawing near. Let us not neglect the meeting together. I understand, I understand schedules. I got schedules. I understand getting late to church. I understand that. I do it. I don't like to do it, but I do it. But you know, can I, can I just be transparent on you? When I walk through the door and I'm late, and you all are already having church, I don't feel apart. It takes me getting in here and forcing myself to get up to the front if it's worship, worship service and being involved. Because if I don't, I'll sit back there and it'll just eat on me to the place to where when pastor whoever's preaching, I can't receive from them because my mind's not right. So I got to be in church. I got to be in church. And, I, and it brings up another thing, another memory of Brother Self's uh, story about the man that was late to church. He, I can't remember, brother, now, you know, my mind's gone, but I think it was, he, he was already wrestling with, with coming. And he, 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 he had something he had to get taken care of, so he came in late, and when he walked in the door, the usher looked at him and went, Thank you. I need you, church. My wife and I, we need you. And, and guess what? You need us. John 10 and 10 says, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Mark it down. That's all he's about. 
That's all he's about. But the Lord says, I am come that you might have life and life more abundantly. Hallelujah. Oh, but Brother Nelson, you don't know, you don't know what they've said about me. No, I don't. But go to them. Oh, you know, uh, uh, nine times out of ten, they might not even, I didn't ever say that. But the devil got in the details. Let's all stand here tonight. Let's lift our hands to him. Someone come to the music. It's not good. It's not good for man to be alone. I'm not just talking to the older, middle-aged. I'm talking to you young people too. Because there's going to be times when you boys might scrap. How are you going to deal with it? You've got to communicate. You guys got to communicate. You guys got to communicate. This ain't just adults. Because if he can sow that in you when you're young, guess what? You're going to carry with you the rest of your whole life. Jesus. And can I, can I tell you why at times when service, before ser- song service starts, we have you go to one another and shake one another's hand? Can I tell you why we do that? Or why I do that? I don't know why you guys do that, but that's why I do it. It helps us to get reacquainted, Sister Reba. Oh, well, we, we were just in church Sunday morning, or we were just in church. Hey, we need to get reacquainted. We need to touch base and say, we're good. Look each other in the eye and say, I appreciate you. I love you, sis. I'm praying for you. And brother, you can feel the atmosphere of the church change before song service. All because we went to one another and the body just got reacquainted, brother. Let's all close our eyes. Lift our hands. Oh, God. See, the church is going somewhere. And it's going to take all of us to get it there. So I'm going to ask you, I'd like for everybody to come up to the front. As you guys get ready to sing. Let there be no schism in the body. 
No blood clots. No schism in the body. I just want you to take a minute. I want us to go to one another. I want you to shake one another's hand. I want you to greet one another. Look each other in the eye. Tell them, say, I appreciate you. Let's do that. Let's go to one another.
Hallelujah. Now I just want you to just close your eyes and lift your hands as they sing here tonight. Join in with them. Uh, yes, 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 God. Oh, God. That's it, church. Oh, the body come together. Go ahead, magnify him. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, God. Oh, yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Sing it again. lift our hands to him here tonight. Lord, we love you. That's it, church. You, you, you are important. You are important. Oh, that's it. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I have one last statement, and I'll give it to Brother Golf. And it's simply this. We're starting revival back up next week. I want to remind you, we have a God that's on our side. We have a God that is on our side. And we have a church family.
that is on our side. One more time, lift your hands to him in the house. Thank you, Jesus.